turd. That's pretty rude. I know. Hello. It's survey time. Today is March 15, 2022. You have found yourself in the sports attic. We do this show every Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. Unless it's tonight when it's about 6.55 when I finally get the old uh, computer up and running here. Watch us wherever you watch things. I mean, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Look up the Sports Attic. Look up Larcher and Lawrenson. You can generally listen to us live on Blog Talk Radio. Still haven't been able to fire up that machine tonight. I don't know if there's going to be a podcast later because of it. But right now, you can see us live. My name's Clark Lawrenson. This fellow over here, right, right there, he's been my partner. Doing podcasts since 2012. We've been together longer than that in comedy accident. Hey, yo. There's quite a few things to discuss tonight, of course. Uh, yeah, that's one of them. I'll just say there's really Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the third. Well, Clark, there's actually nothing really to discuss because, uh, you know, not a lot has happened uh, lately. Uh, as a matter of fact, this this half an hour was probably the best meta. It was probably the best uh, segment you've produced in a long time where you, you went ahead and, and basically this is very high defined art. What we were doing there we, was we were showing you uh, what's exactly happened with the Bears free agency. So, uh, yeah. you know, that was very good, Clark. I appreciate it. It was a well, well, re- well written, well produced segment. And mm. I, I want to thank you for your uh, for your high art, your avant-garde. It's so frustrating, Al. It's just this machine, this old Mac that I have running, the Patrick Mac, as I like to call it. It's just it it slowed down. It's time to replace it. You know, about about six eight months ago, I got a new Windows laptop, and now I'm kicking myself, wishing that I would have gotten a Mac for that, because uh, because it's better for these kinds of things having a Mac. Just not an old one like the one that I'm running over here, Al. So I well, apologize. My, my, I apologize for all the all the fuck ups there. Hell, I don't know people. what you're talking about because my Windows seems to be working fine. I mean, I was here on time, ready to go, with my old Windows computer. Mm-hmm. I like to call it my DraftKings winning laptop, but uh, it probably is. I'd like to say hi to everybody over there on the uh, on the Twitch line. Jay's there, Wilson's there, Two Tone Shy Town. Hello. And of course, yesterday, after uh, a, a day or two of of tributes already pouring in, because it you know it sounded grim for one Scott Hall, uh, he passed away last evening, just about when WWE Raw went on the air. Yeah, the show started, started off, off with, with the, the uh, graphic. graphic. Yeah, uh-oh, yeah. Oh, and that kind of let a lot of people know, I think, because I think that's right when folks found out what the hell is going now. Well, it's a. Um, Did you lose me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Did you lose? You know, me I've first? told the. No, okay. I've told the story. I've t- I started hearing myself again, but it stopped. So don't touch anything. Um, 
I've, I've told the story a few times now. I, I, of course, I met Scott Hall. I got to have lunch with the dude yeah, uh, a couple years that. ago. I know we there told that the, story uh, a time before, but I think, yeah, tell it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all right. We'll, we'll see you later, Clark. Thank you for stopping by. Um, I There was a convention. There was a wrestling convention in town. I just won some DraftKings money. So I went ahead and uh, I, I started buying everything. Like, you know, every package they had, uh, I would get. And they had where you could buy dinner or lunch with certain wrestlers. And most of them were older people I just didn't care about or uh, just didn't want to spend the money on. But there was Scott Hall and there was a Kevin Nash. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to buy, I'm going to have dinner with Kevin Nash and I'm going to have lunch with Scott Hall. So the Kevin Nash thing rolls around and it's in a hotel. It's in one of those little conference rooms in the hotel with one table. We sit down, Kevin Nash comes in and he just starts bitching immediately about uh, dinner. He's like, they don't give me a dinner. He's like, we're supposed to be sitting here eating and I don't get anything. And he, so, you know, he calmed down a little bit and I started interviewing him because you know, it was just a bunch of strangers in a room and I'm the only guy who knows how to interview people. So I, I start asking him questions and next thing you know, I get him talking and the guy, all he talks about is money, how much money he's made, how he changed the wrestling industry for wrestlers to make more money, how uh, contracts became a thing because of him, a uh, whole nine yards. And so I'm like, all right, this was fun. You know, afterwards he's like, yeah, I'm going to a strip club and I'm going to go get a steak. And, uh, I almost asked him if I could come with, but I didn't. And I went, I went to my hotel room and, uh, that was that the next day. And, and that they, was with that was with Kevin Nash. Just that was with Kevin Nash. Yeah, yeah. Now I bought the Scott Hall thing, but I was told Scott Hall like kind of lost it mentally after some uh, problems with some drug abuse, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to spend the money to uh, to meet him. As a matter of fact, it wasn't a very popular ticket. Um, so I go ahead and uh, oh man, I got thrown off there again. Um, so they bump Ray Mysterio to later in the afternoon. And I'm supposed to have a meet and greet with Rey Mysterio, but it's exact same time as the Scott Hall thing. I'm halfway in line to meeting Rey Mysterio when the Scott Hall thing's about to start. I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. So I'm like, ah, screw it. Lunch is involved, you know, with me at food. So I go to the Scott Hall thing and we like, we hang out, we get in there. Scott Hall sits right next to me. And uh, immediately the guy just starts telling wrestling stories and the dude just loved wrestling. Like, you could tell at the core he was a fan of wrestling, and uh, he wanted to tell stories about wrestling, his favorite wrestlers, his favorite matches. We talked about when he worked with Walter Payton at uh, my, the famous show. Of course, I was at second row in Undertaker versus Undertaker at SummerSlam. And uh, I'm occasionally getting the feedback, Clark, where I, I'm hearing myself, and it absolutely throws me off. So I, I don't I don't know what I mean it's fine now so don't touch anything but I I don't know why that keeps happening, um, so so Walter Payton comes out you know he, he talks about hanging out with Walter Payton they had a good time, um, but I, I finally asked him like well what's your favorite music you know to listen to on the road he's like ah oh, you, you wouldn't know it uh, he's like I like guys like Merle Haggard, and I'm like well what's your favorite Merle Haggard song he said Misery and Gin so I say the first line of the, mis the song Misery and G Gin and. Uh, Next thing I know, he starts singing it. I start singing it. And together we do a duet of uh, of Misery and Gin. And after the song, you know, he laughs and punches me. So it was my favorite moment with a wrestler. Afterwards, you know, everybody, we're getting up. Everyone's, you know, shaking hands with him, getting pictures with him. He opens his briefcase and pulls out a box of toothpicks. And everybody just like, can I get a toothpick? Can I get a toothpick? So we all got toothpicks and walked out walked uh, out with uh, with our, with Scott Hall and toothpicks in our mouth. So. 
It's a good time. Good dude. You know, the, the short interaction I had with him, you know, the half hour lunch was um, uh, something I'll always cherish. And uh, I'm very sad he, he passed away. Big part of uh, our childhood, really. And uh, uh, wrestling, I mean, the huge our impact childhood. in wrestling. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I like how you went from, you know, I think it, you you probably felt like the, the Nash dinner going into it was probably the one to, to go to, as you yeah, imagine. Yeah, I was more expecting. excited about the Nash. But then, uh, yeah, that Hall thing. How how did it feel the the punch? Oh, he works a good punch. Yeah, okay. he works a good punch. It was a good working punch. Yeah, a little. It was a good working punch. Chest, a little, make some noise. Yeah, yeah it was a it was a friendly punch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I like how you basically um took over the dinner, like, and just started interviewing. Like, I like how you just take over the dinners. The other people who've paid the same amount of money, it seems like you had, you had your own moment that was longer than everybody else. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I, I definitely like, I hosted the dinner. Like there was no moderator in the room. So, you know, I mean, cause what happened with the Kevin Nash one is like, we literally just sit down and he's like, and he's like Hey hey guys, I don't, I don't know what we're even doing here. Like, what, what are we supposed to be doing? He's like, I didn't get a meal. You guys got meals. So I guess I'm just going to watch you guys eat. So we're like, we're, we're sitting there like eating in uncomfortable silence. So finally I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, you gotta, then, then he told some story about, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow kind of being a racist and, uh, uh, almost getting his ass kicked in, in the, in the slums. Um, um, I, I don't, I, I don't fully remember the story. He's told it before, you know, it's one of those you could find somewhere. Um, but he, he, he told us that story and then, and then he started again, warming up and talking about money. And he really wanted to get into Hollywood. That was his big deal. He's like, you know, I'm I'm like seven foot tall. No one hires seven foot tall actors. You know, it's just not a thing in Hollywood. So uh, I'm struggling, but I'd like to get in one of these comic book movies where Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, his big thing was like, hey, yo, I'm looking to get, you know, clean in my life. And I, I've been clean for a while now to prove to Hunter so he can hire me in NXT because they have bigger wrestlers coming in through NXT, and I want to be able to train them. He really wanted to become a trainer. So Scott Hall really wanted to give back to the industry um, where, you know, Kevin Nash kind of wanted to live off the industry. So, yeah, I mean, a tale of two guys. But, you know, as partners, th them together as a duo, you know, you had a guy who was really into wrestling, who had the psychology and the understanding of how to tell a story, and a guy who understood the business side. And, uh, you know, it actually worked out for both of them, and it worked out for wrestling in general. And, uh, yeah, it's good. So, huge loss for Scott Hall. You know, I don't I don't know. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Absolutely. Crazy. I, as a kid, you know. Uh-oh. I'm dying. What do you do? You, this is not. Good. Well, I got. I hear you. Not. Good. I hear you, but you're just a still, and it's a good still. You look angry. So, what? Oh, jeez. I don't understand what's happening what? with all of this, man. It's a. Uh, I really. I don't know. I, well, uh, before when I was in the backstage area yeah. waiting for the show to start, you know, Clark's kids came down. They just they they just came down. They just learned the gavotte. You know, they were gavotting across down down the steps. They were doing the gavotte and, uh, uh, you know, they were frolicking around all happy to say, tell dad what just happened. And uh, and he's like he's in the middle of it. He's like, uh, 
Oh, good. Good seeing you guys. Can you get away? You know, good to see you. I love you. All right. I'll no, see you later. No, get on out of here. It's time to go. Yeah. Well, yeah. Vera then hit hit the button on the, on the mixing board over here. I'm already having enough trouble with everything. And then she hits it. Like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah I heard I heard you go to her. You go, uh, today's not the day to be touching things, honey. Well, she's uh, Am I wrong? God, no, you were right. I've had that problem. There's nothing worse than dealing with a computer situation and people trying to talk to you. Like yeah, even at work, no, you know, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 karaoke. I'm hosting the karaoke. You know, something's going on with the computer. Customers are coming up to me. Yeah, can can I get can I get a whole new world? And I'm like, honey, I'm I'm dealing with something here on the computer. Can you, can you just give me like five minutes? Okay. But can you put me in for a whole new world? Yeah, yeah, I can't right now because there's something wrong with the computer. If you give me just five minutes, I'll be fine. So you want me to come back? Yeah. Yes, but you I put me in for a whole new world. No. You're like, I literally cannot enter the name right now. I'm dealing with something with the computer. Right. So I can literally not sign you up. Like it, it well, just what are, what are you dealing with? Maybe I can help. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. it's just like, and you want to tell them, just go away. Can you please just go away? But just they never please do. just go away. Well, we'll see if this works. Nothing techno technology wise works, but this was the big moment that changed everything. What the hell is this? What are you talking about? Who's this guy? <laughs> Wait a minute. I can't believe This was that moment. You people, you know who I am. But you don't know why I'm here. Where? Is billionaire Ted? Where is the Nacho Man? That punk can't even get in the building. Me, I go. Uh-oh. Wherever I want. Where? Oh, where? is scheme g because i got a scoop for you there you go when that kindle look alike nobody ever sees this one out mm. comes out here later tonight i got a challenge for him for, for billionaire ted for the Nacho Man and for anybody else in uh, WCW. Hey, you want to go to war? You want to get one? That, that first appearance of Scott Hall, well, his return to WCW, Al. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's started the there and then. Yeah, you always see you always see the uh the moment when Hogan joined. They replay that all the time when the fans throw everything right. in. 
When Hogan joined uh, here, let's get that to stop. Christ. Yeah, Clark uh, cramming in his uh, liberal propaganda of the J.B. Brisker ad in the middle of the uh, program here. <laughs> yeah, 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 of oh, Lefty Lawrence. You've got to sneak that in right there. Woo! No, that's insane. Oh, man. You know, ever since I got that part-time producing gig over there at CH. Yeah, the show has improved so much that's since nice then. Show. Oh my yeah, Michaels have just grown. <laughs> it's gone to hell. Oh man, I got to tell so, you, until I, I had those tech issues earlier tonight, I had a wonderful. I had all kinds of stuff planned and everything, but now now they just won't work. So, are you concerned with the Bears' light approach to free agency as we kick off this uh, twenty? Uh, is it this the 2023 season, the 2022-2022-23 season uh, of the NFL? Because um, right now, not a lot's happening. You know, we've signed we signed a big uh, defensive tackle, uh, which is good. You know, uh, we're switching defensive schemes, so traded, we need traded a pretty bodies. Tra- traded a pretty uh, you know known uh, defensive player as well. Oh, we haven't even uh, talked about heard, Mac, have we? You might have heard of Khalil Mack. He got traded since we've last been on the air. Yeah. That, that's wild. That feels like uh, that feels like it was a lifetime ago. But it yeah. Does. Uh yeah, you're right. Absolutely. But yeah, we no, we that happened. I don't even remember what day that happened, but it was after after we were on the air. Yeah, my Khalil Mack uh, jersey is now uh, you know, uh, nostalgia. My my thing with uh with Khalil Mack is he never really felt like a a, a Bears great like just like you know he was building towards the legacy but it never felt like the legacy was going to happen here it just you know he was often injured um, right. when he was on the field he was dominant like there's no question but I felt like I had to make a lot of excuses for Khalil Mack and you can't say the value ever paid off and I I understood the trade when it happened and I mean we gave up a quarterback's ransom to get the guy. I mean, we paid yeah, a quarterback. Absolutely. We paid the price of a uh, of a Russell Wilson to get a Cleo Mack, which is a little backwards, you know, in hindsight. And uh, you know, the money we're we're, we're getting, obviously, um, you clearing know, money, the cap space. If it goes to make Justin Fields a bigger star to protect him or give him weapons that he could utilize to become a, a mega superstar, I would rather take the mega. Uh, superstar with the supporting staff, then the mega defense with the stud defensive, uh, the, the outside linebacker defensive end. So, uh, I mean, that's my take. I, I think that's a pretty common take. I don't think I'm saying anything that nobody else has. Yeah, I think that's the big take out there. I mean, the uh, folks had a, an initial reaction from much. Uh, they didn't. They, they didn't earn uh, for him, but I, yeah, I believe that the the Chargers took on most of the money, right? Or all of it? I think they took. Yeah, on I'm not all, a huge numbers. Uh, yeah, and by next well, year, uh, there's uh, the salary cap really. They really have a lot more space, right? Like yeah. by next season, after the dead space goes away this year, uh, what was it? It was a second round pick here and a six round pick next year. Yeah. That sounds right. I mean, I'd have felt better that with like a four. Twenty eighteen, there they gave up. Said so. I understand how some fans had an initial jolt with the trade and thinking that you know this is. It was really Paul's first big move, so 
I, I understand how, how people would have that initial reaction, but it's up the space. He's got to make his moves, as you said, and that's the best chance that you can. Well, it, it was understandable of why he did it. I do say it wasn't an impressive trade. You know, it's not like we're going, wow, you know, this this GM really got it. The guy got what he could get for him. <clears throat> you know, he, he, he I, I, I bet he, he got market value for Cleo Mack. He didn't get um you know, he, he didn't he didn't get any return he definitely didn't get any return on the investment, but it wasn't his investment to begin with. So um yeah. Yeah, no, I I'm with you on that. Like I, I think it, I think it, that part will work out. Crazy, like yeah, like you said, your jersey now is a classic. Um, I think back to that first game against Green Bay when, uh, you know, at first I'm like, wow, they gave up a lot, and then that first game you saw him with like sacks. I think he had a touchdown in that game. Uh, yeah. The Packers ended up coming back to win it, but it was like, okay, that's a that's a damn fine defensive ball player. And you, you brought up a, something you felt like you were making excuses for him later on. You know, I do. I recall a lot of times saying, well, he's getting doubled and triple teamed over there. They're holding right. every play. It's not getting called. Which it, is true. It was true. I mean, he is that big of a beast. And I'm, he's going to – I bet he's going to have a great season out there, out in, out in uh, San Diego. Well, San, San Diego. I mean, the Chargers. Los Angeles now, but. The, Char- the Chargers are a good team, and they just got better. You know, they have the young quarterback. They have, like, they have what we thought we had with Mitch. You know, they have that team that we – they have the Bears teams we thought we had when we got Mac, where the young quarterback was going to be able to get the job done, and all we needed was that final uh, defensive piece. And uh, obviously it didn't work out for us. I think that game you described, that first Khalil Mack game, really defined his legacy here. In, in the Bears, you know, he had a tremendous game, and in the end of the day, we lost the game. You know, I mean that that's that says a lot. Um, Mark here in the in the uh, chat says it could clear up to 120 million in cap space next year. Yeah, that's big, man. That's yeah. that's some uh, elite wide receivers because it looks right. like we're, we're we're rolling slow this year, and which is fine. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna win the Super Bowl this year. We're, we're probably not going to be a playoff team this year unless unless Justin Fields makes a tremendous leap forward, which is always possible with a uh, with a second year quarterback. But uh, most likely this is a rebuild year. So if we just kind of just keep it easy, get the pieces that make sense. Don't go out and do anything crazy. You know, acquire some draft picks. You know, we're still uh, paying for the fields trade up to get him. So. You know, we don't have that first round this year, but now we got the two second rounds. Um, yeah, let's see what we do. You know, I fell in love with the wide receiver. Um, I, I bet you there's some there, there's some decent. There'll be a decent wide receiver at that second draft pick if we want to go that route. But but again, this year is just about filling the long term holes needed to fill. Don't don't go spend overspend on any wide receiver just to get him there. You know, don't don't get that old veteran that final piece that you don't, need because you don't need it yet. Don't go grab Jarvis Landry right now because you'd have to overspend. Is that what you're thinking? Well, I don't know how uh, I don't know the age of the specifics of Jarvis Landry. I don't have it in front of me. I mean, if he's a young wide receiver and he could be part sure. of a five year game plan, then yeah, you know, uh, make it a four year game plan then, you know, maybe now is the time to get Jarvis Landry. But I, you don't have to be crazy. You don't have to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. And that's clearly the the, the role um, 
polls is is rolling right now because uh you know we're taking it easy and we'll strike when it needs to be struck and stricken strike where the 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 needle's hot that's right when the iron's hot we'll strike yeah i yeah. mean Travis landry 29 years old um that's okay but he's not like a guy i'm overly excited about so maybe maybe it's not the guy you get right now like like i said you gotta let you just let the pieces fall to you there uh the cj brings up a good point do you go ahead and just dump quinn then as well like do you see what you can get from i mean he had what 18 and a half sacks he broke the uh, the franchise record. Yeah, it's I mean, probably his, his most value right now, right? Right. He, he his value is at a peak right now after having a really down year the year before. Um, I mean, I don't know what his contract's like. I feel like because he's an older player, that the contract the the cap hit would be different. But I'm I'm, I'm speculating. I don't know. Um, you know, 31 years old. He, I mean, he's still young for a, for a defensive end. Um, but if he's not going to fit the system, then, you know, maybe it's time to get rid of Elroy. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Now, uh, Wilson, Wilson thinks you hold on to him, maybe trade him closer to the season or at the deadline, depending on the kind of season he's having next year. I, I imagine, uh, somebody brought up, grab your next a Rob. Is he still the best receiver available out there? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I saw- I saw that Chark today signed with the uh, with the Lions. Oh, uh, division, right? Yeah. My my dream yeah. Madden franchise wide receivers are now gone. Michael Gallup uh, staying with the uh, Cowboys, and now uh, CJ Shark going to the Lions. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, try to build a team around around him around the fields. Oh, there you go. Fires all the time in your neighborhood, Al. All the time. Burning down. Albany Park is ablaze, my friend. So do I need to move, like, to the Clark neighborhood? You're in Albany Park. Do I need to live in, like, the, the Clark hood? I don't know. The Clark neighborhood? Clark Street? Clark Street Diner? Well, I mean, I you do your thing. I But I only live in neighborhoods named after me. I mean, that's a longstanding tradition uh, for the Larchers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh my lord! I'm thinking about moving to Alabama next. Just going, just straight to the state. Yeah, I don't have to worry about educating a child. So Alabama, you know, might not be that bad. There you go. Wow. Taking a swipe while also wanting to move in. That's what he did. That's what you did right there. It's a double turn. Yeah. There you go. The double turn. That would be uh, Austin and Bret Hart at the match, right? Yeah, WrestleMania 13. There you go. All right. Yeah, Al, it, I don't know what to tell you about um about the Bears. Well, I mean, we'll see what they do. Let's uh, let's hope well, maybe they land some offensive line because I mean, if even if you you're re, just rebuilding, you definitely want to protect your uh, star quarterback. Sure. And a couple uh, second see, round see picks what right he now. has. Yeah. Yeah. You got a couple second round picks. Let's see what happens. Let's roll. <sighs> hell um i not not only i you might be happy to know i i'm not only fucking up this show production wise but friday i was producing a show there and everything that could go wrong went wrong the mics were up when the show started the my screen right before the show went live everything just became really large and i couldn't see anything 
on my on my screen and I probably made like five mistakes and there were another five to six errors that just happened that screwed yeah. up the whole thing. So I don't know if I have a job when I go back. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Oh, you'll we'll be like, listen, everybody makes mistakes when you, when you're starting out, like, you know, you don't, uh, you know, my board tighter than a popcorn fart, but, but it didn't get there. You know, it wasn't initial. You, you make mistakes, you play the carts at the wrong time. Things go, you got double things playing, but uh, you get there, and then you become. I a jumped. Pro. I jumped back on the horse. I produced the hell out of another podcast. Then I did one, uh, a remote podcast. Everything's coming together. And uh, tomorrow night, Jesus, the Bulls are playing late in Utah. It's eight o'clock start. I got to do the pre and post game tomorrow night. We'll, we'll see what happens. Fun. Yep. Uh, Dino wants to know when uh, Joe Kelly's coming on. Joe Kelly just signed with the Chicago White Sox, Al. And he was on local radio today, and he cursed three times, from what I understand. Good. We need yeah. more cursing on radio. We, you're down with cursing. We we allow. was Dan. Was it a Danhausen curse? Was he like, "Oh, this guy's coming up to bat. I put a curse on him." No, it wasn't that. No, I'm cursing you right now, Clark. Do you feel it? <laughs> no, I don't. But you. I asked you to post that um, I asked you to post on our Twitter that, that I'm running a little behind and you post Clark is on the crapper starting momentarily. You really you said post- to post about your behind. Oh, you son of a bitch. I think I heard Clark washing his hands about five more minutes. He's very methodical. You son of a bitch. Well, I had to follow up. Now, I didn't know we were going to be a half an hour late. So man, I'll tell you what. It was something. It we started it at five to seven, Al. And as you said, there's not much to talk about, so it's a, it's kind of a blessing in disguise here. It'll work. Well, baseball just restarted. I'm sure you have a lot to say yeah. about that. Well, I, I, here, here's what I and go. Here's what I have to say. Uh, I I leave next Tuesday morning for Arizona. The whole family. We're gonna fly on an airplane. You're not going to. You're not heading there, are you? you you could sit next to us on the airplane. My God. You know, let me tell you, as a single person, the worst thing is sitting down next to a family on an airplane. As a parent with kids on an airplane, the worst thing is sitting down next to your kids on an airplane and trying and hoping and praying that they will be quiet, that they will get lost in their eyes. Oh, because if they get loud, you're getting the look from me. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get the look from everybody. I'm going to give that. I'm going to give myself the look is what I'm going to do. Um, we've got the iPad. We always, on. we fly Southwest. So you get to go right after they let the, the a plus go first. They let them go. Then the families get to go after it. And we usually get to sit right <sighs> over the wing. You sit right over the wing. And, uh, and then the, the, you can't hear the kids as much. Only the people like in your aisle can hear them because the wing, you know, the engines are right there. It's, it's a lot louder. That also sometimes works. It did when they were younger. We haven't flown in two years, but it would act as kind of a, as a sleep aid, you know, that white noise. It put well, them right dude, to sleep. You're saying the kids get to go, the families get to go second, right? What's that? You're saying the families get to go on, on second, right? Yes. The first people to board are like the, you know, it, they don't have a first class, but it's like you, you either paid to get the A because, you know, your boarding passes on Southwest, you get A, B or C. So they let the A go first. And then after yeah. the A goes, 
then it's the families. But technically, I'm my own family. So I, I could abort at this point, right? What's that? I am my own family. I'm. This is no. the family. This is it's, the Al Larger it's family. It's, it's I'm kids. within a whole. So I Dino's get to board at this point too. Dino gives zero fucks. He had to listen to our your kids. You can listen to mine. And since I have no kids, I say you guys should get your own special flight. They should only like the dentist office. They got dentists just for kids. Give us a plane. Yeah. You guys should get one plane. It's during the day. It's like at noon. They play the SpongeBob pants on there, and uh, everyone has a good time, and everyone screams and shouts. Here's a good question for the room, for everybody on Twitch, on Facebook Live, wherever you're watching. Uh, I don't want to get it out up there. Uh, Anybody who's ever been to O'Hare, it's our first time flying southwest out of O'Hare, but that's like a 20-minute ride from my house, so it's going to be great. But where do you get quality ice cream in O'Hare, Al? Well, I prefer to I prefer to fly O'Hare, quite frankly. You know, me I too. Mean, that's my airport. Um, I mean, Midway is easier easier to get in and out of, but I'm a lot closer to O'Hare. I'm in, and I worked there when uh, between the summers of my like sophomore and junior year and junior and senior year. I've been all around that air, airport. You know. Um, we need uh, Matt, I believe, who who jumps in sometimes. He's part of the uh, of the mob. He uh, he works uh, at O'Hare. He's out on the runways. He's out there. Oh, cool! Where, where the planes are taxiing around. He's I the guy. They he, always have the head things on. They always got these yeah. things. Yeah, and he's always listening. I like those guys. The score in his things, I think, which is amazing. Right on. You know, if you stand too close to the plane, it'll suck you it's in, and you get turned into a blender. Dave Tig, Jesus, yeah. Uh, they're saying Wilson says go to McDonald's there. I love McDonald's soft serve, highly underrated. Oh, you know, you that know vanilla, what? that vanilla cone is one of the uh, highlights of ice cream. Uh, South, yeah, vanilla at McDonald's, the cone. Yeah, it's solid. The, ki- the kids, I, I get them a small one of that. They they love it. Um, just ask which terminal. Uh, Southwest is flying out of the international terminal right now. Uh, when I picked up Andrew at the airport. It's the international, which is awesome. If you're driving to pick anybody up or drop them off, you want it to be the international. It's easier than hell to get in and out of there. Well, good to know. Yeah. 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 Um, good to know. I'll, I'll put that in my notepad. All right. So, so far it's McDonald's. If anybody else has something for, uh, you know, I'm a very big proponent of ice cream, but I have to say when you're going on a plane and you're flying, man, the last thing you want to do is dairy. Oh man, and let me tell you, the last thing I want to do is food with them on an airplane. I want I'm glad that there's still masks on the on the planes because I don't want my kids licking the, the tray table. Last time I flew with kids, uh the nephew was was over there and he he literally licked a tray table, and that was just like weeks before oh my COVID God. shut everything down. Like we knew things were getting yeah. serious. Wilson, I like Midway as well. I'm not a I'm not a hater on it, but yeah, the international terminal Dino says is a lot like old Midway down. I'm done. I'm down. Yeah. <sighs> Pal. So that's next week. Uh, do you want me to tell the fam? I'll bring I'll bring a computer with me. I'll bring a, a headset. We'll we'll do we'll do a, a show. You did a show from Austin, Texas. I did. Uh, I'll I'll set up uh in, in a room or something. We can we can do this. Yeah, it's up to you. You tell me it's, listen, it's your it's your little trip, you know, <laughs> baseball. Um, but it, it's your trip nonetheless. So 
you know, yeah. you you let me know what you want to do, but you know, give me a heads up so I can make some plans because maybe I'll, you know, I go. I went to my favorite ramen shop on Sunday. I couldn't nice. sleep, man. I I've been on the. I'm either taking sleeping pills or I'm up two days, and okay. uh, so uh, I couldn't sleep Sunday. I got like two hours of sleep. It was like noon. I'm like, man, I could really go for a bowl of ramen, and. I knew I, I read like I did some research to find Chicago's best ramen shop, and they suggested this place, Chicago Ramen, but it, it, it's out in the Plains, so the name is very misleading. I mean, they're lying to you right out the gate, you know. Okay. So I'm oh, like, you, yeah. You went ahead and went out to Plains? I made the trip once before, and I went there, and the ramen was so good. I'm like, well, yeah, this is the best. It's it's the same style I had when I was in Tokyo, you know, where you you watch the people make the ramen in front of you. There's a big vat with multiple pans and water is constantly running. I remember seeing that in Tokyo. I'm like, why did they leave the faucet on? But in this place has the same thing. So that must be some secret to uh, making great ramen. So I went there. Of course I get there and Number one, you know it's a good place because everyone was Japanese. Everybody, everyone in line. I'm the I'm the I'm the only white person there, and uh, there's a wait. And I'm like, man, I am not in the mood for a wait. But there's a, a hot dogs place right next to it. So I went into the hot dog place and I got an ice cream cone. I figured I'll start with dessert. Uh, mm-hmm. I sat outside. It was such a beautiful day, and uh, uh, you know I, I've been studying Japanese for like a year. So I, I was trying to listen to hear if I could figure anything. And all I could all I could figure out was they are indeed speaking Japanese. <laughs> so um, I ate my ice cream cone. I chilled for a minute and then, boom, I was in there and I had the, some of the best ramen I've ever had. I like that you have learned enough Japanese that you can confirm that they were speaking Japanese. Yes, yes. I mean, and I heard that. I, huh? I, I, I ordered the egg and I know egg in Japanese is tamago. So did you say that? No, I did. Of course not. Oh, yeah. I'd be scared too. I wouldn't want to fuck it up. I'd feel like a, like I could offend somebody if I fuck it up. I was so tired too. Like mine, you oh. know, I was on zero sleep. So sure. You sure. know, you know, when you're so tired, it feels like you're stone. That's what I was. Well, you at. know, and if you did and you fucked it up, they'd be like, "Hey, asshole, we're in America. Just tell me what you want." Yeah. Anyway. Egg. It's doing? an egg, buddy. Yeah, it's a fucking egg. What are you doing? Uh man. Um, I am so yeah, we'll be in Arizona. We got tickets. Uh, I, I bought tickets today for Friday against the Rockies, a, a week from this Friday at Sloan Park. Uh, gonna bring the family. We've got a we, we uh, we're running a have you ever read the, the Turo app? There's an app, it's like Airbnb yeah. cars. Yeah, uh, we rented a, a Ford Mustang for a couple days while we're out there. It's a convertible. Because we want to let the kids ride in a convertible. Well, now Hazel's scared she's going to fall out of the convertible because there's no roof. Yeah, kids smart. I wouldn't want to get in one of those death traps. Put a roof on. That's why cars have. They got roofs. So here's the thing now. You know, my my youngest daughter, my oldest daughter's in the 95th percentile for uh, height and weight. Hazel is. my, is that good or bad? I don't know what that means. Speak that English. Means she's one of the tallest. She ninety five percent. She's as tall as ninety five percent of kids her age. She weighs as much as ninety five percent of kids her age. Got it. Yeah. My youngest one is like right around the fifty percentile for both height and weight. So she's small for her age. Sloan Park, where the Chicago Cubs play, uh, they they everybody needs a ticket unless you are age two and under. Age two and under. So you're trying to pass her off as two. Yeah, we bought three tickets. What do you think? I think you're in. I mean, it's based. No one cares. 
Nobody cares. These people don't care. You can both to the Blackhawks game. Like you could have gotten all three kids in. You could have gotten the wife in too. Like I mean, they, they no one checks anything anymore. Well, here's the thing: the kids didn't have a ticket for the Blackhawks game, but I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to spend money, so I got them little Tommy Hawk dolls. Each of them, Tommy Hawk dolls. So at the Cubs game, since we're not going to buy for, um, right, Dino? Yes, Dino. Dino said that fifty percentile means that you're average median. She's right about right in the middle. So she's yeah. average. She's not. Yeah. So she looks like she's supposed to look. So yeah, I dude, they're gonna catch you. They're gonna catch they're you. Not. And you from baseball. The Blackhawks are not. You are gonna get a lifetime ban from baseball. Did, since we did buy one, <laughs> that's your dream. Yes, right. it is. God. That's your dream right there. God, that would be the happiest <laughs> day of my life. <laughs> look, I need another parent in there. They don't care. It's Sloan. They did it three years ago. We did it two years ago in a spring training that didn't happen. It was a week, less than a week before they shut the damn thing down. Tommy Hawk's a solid team. I told you not to go on that trip. Do you remember me expressively telling you that there's shit going on in the world? Did you need to stay home? You were the first one that freaked me the fuck out. My family thought I was nuts. You're like, dude, they're shutting Japan down. You're like, this is happening. And I'm like, come on, Al, what are you talking about? And then, and I was a little high. I was high at the time. I got freaked the fuck out. Like, and yeah and then i was freaked out for two months so whatever um uh we got we got the budweiser rooftop seats and i looked around there wasn't an age limit for that but yeah, our plan is to say to grandma and grandpa hey is there any chance that you can come pick up the kids at like the third fourth inning meet us at the gate in case you know they're rambunctious and we want to just hang out a little bit longer by ourselves isn't like, it their vacation too you yeah, make go back people in the damn pool you're making these poor people work. They got they got to put up your kids. We're gonna go to an Oregon pizza place, Oregon Stop Pizza. It's one of the last Oregon pizza places around. There's a giant Oregon. Think um, think about uh, <laughs> that's our. What am I thinking of here? Um, uh, not Chuck E. Cheese's, but the uh, Showbiz Showbiz Pizza. Think of that, but much larger. They have all of these things, and there's a big dude playing an organ. You got it. You got to check it out out there. Are you going to the Air Force Museum? Oh my gosh! Brought in a seven and a five year old. No big deal. I told you, Clark. They don't care. Nobody. I'm telling you, in the world right now, everybody with a job does not care. So, like, if you go, if you go anywhere and you start bitching about something, they'll be like, they'll either tell you to fuck off or you'll get your way. It's it's like everything is just cut and dry right now. I love it. Perfect. This Corona, this Corona, but besides the deaths, and I'm very sad for all of those, it, it's, it's shooken things up. And the only, ne- the biggest negative besides the deaths are like the late night world is gone. Like I can't, I can't get a hot dog at 3 a.m. anymore. Is that real? Like there's no yeah. more? It's, it, yeah, it, it's sparse, man. Oh, 7-Elevens clo- are closed a lot now. It's, it's yeah. becoming more yeah. and more regular. Yeah. I just caught that Costco is no longer going to have that hour where it's only for uh, for seniors and immune oh, compromised folks. I got turned that. away. I, w- I go to walk in at 920 into a Costco one day, and they're like, ah, not for you, sir. And I'm like, how do you know how old I am? I <laughs> and I didn't the even think about it. Like, I, I wasn't Oops. even thinking about it. I, I wasn't trying to cheat the system. I wasn't trying to step on toes. Those well, Lawrence is always trying to scam the uh, age system. <sighs> The ageists back and forth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Um, we were at a flea market when we were there two years ago. And that's where I really felt like, all right, we're not touching anything. I kept on making my like holding my kids close and like giving them hand sanitizer like a son of a bitch. 
I love flea markets. I haven't been in years. So we're going to the game. Uh, sent out uh, right when they opened up the season. They sent out their uh, the, their White Sox and their uh, their Cubs guy. They're out there covering the team. So hit up Ryan Herrera if you want to hear about your Chicago Cubs needs. Hit up Vinny Duber if you want to uh, hear about your White Sox. I want to hear from you. Right on that. Well, I'll give you a report when I get out there. My report on the Cubs is that, uh, yeah, they're not doing too much. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to spend money this year. Stroman's on the team. That's great. I don't think they're going to get Korea. Korea. I don't know. Brian Stroman's on the team and he's ordering Korean. Marcus Stroman. Oh, that's not as fun. No, no, it's not. Well, St. Patrick's Day, uh, you know, the big drunken day, the Saturday. Oh, yeah. the, the, I only threw one kid out. So I think it was like uh, the least throwouts we've ever had. A lot of throw ups, but not a lot of throw outs. Okay. One throw out. Just was he just obliterated? Was he a jerk? He dropped the mic on stage in, in, in like in a pretty aggressive way. Mm hmm. You know, and my, my thinking was, well, if I throw this kid out who just made this big scene about dropping the mic, no one else is going to drop the mic the rest of the night. And that's exactly what happened. So you had to make strong. an example of the kid. Yeah, that's strong. How did it go? Was it was it an easy leave or was it, it a was a very easy? Leave? He, he got he dropped the microphone. I, I immediately jumped out of my seat, put my arm around him be like, buddy, I need to talk to you outside. And then I, I get him outside, and uh, I tell the G, the GM, I go, he's he's a mic dropper. You can do what you want with him, because I didn't care if he came back in or not. I just wanted this the scene, you know, to see if, like dropping the mic isn't cool. <laughs> he's a mic dropper. Do what you want. I like that. I like that attitude. You're like, yeah. I don't care. If my hands are clean, if you Sick, make man. you make it's your place. You make the call. He was sounds like he had a good enough day. What time did you get in? Like eight o'clock. So there were people who were already at home, passed out by that point. Quite oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It started. I got, I got kind of the cleanup. You know, Ogre was leaving. Ogre was there from Revenge of the Nerds. Yep, yep, yep. You know, yep, he, yep. so he was leaving. Just as I was getting there, he was leaving. And uh, you get a bit of a second wave. Are there are there more more adults that come out a little bit later? People who are less drunk, or is everybody pretty damn drunk coming through at that? Everyone point? is pretty drunk. Everyone's wearing green. Um, and I read when I woke up and it was a day where I took a sleeping pill in the morning. So I'm, you know, a little out of it. And uh, earlier in the day, I look at my phone and uh, I saw that the Eagles traded uh, Jalen Hurts and Rager to the Texans for uh, Deshaun Watson. So it was like two in the morning and uh, a guy's in all Eagles wear because it's green. And I pulled him aside and I'm like, hey, man, you, you know, uh, how do you like your new quarterback? He's like, what are you talking about? We've been out drinking yeah. all day. I go, well, that you guys are traded uh, Watson for, for uh, her. He's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, you got a good deal. Oh, and this man. guy got all excited. He he told his buddies. They were all from Philadelphia. Everyone was partying. A-G-L-E-S. As they were doing that, I pulled my phone out, and I'm like, I should double check that. And uh, I can't find it anywhere. I see him on his phone, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, so man. I went up to him, and I'm like, look, man, I, I – I, I got Jesse Smollett in. I, 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 there was a hoax played up on me. And, no, you uh, were Jesse Smolletting. 
Well, I was, but I was innocent in the whole deal. I was like a, the old the old Bluglia brothers. You, you know, you I was. Season, I understand. I get it. Oh my goodness! I was just uh, buying Lauren, the red hats. Lauren didn't sleep well Sunday night either, man. Like, but you 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 sounds like you've had a week of not sleeping, then sleeping, and whatnot. Is it melatonin? Is that what you take? Temperature change. I do the Zequil thing once in a while when I'm having trouble sleeping. I don't know. It's over the counter. A little blue pill. It knocks me out. It does the job. Yeah. But then, and then, so I'm working, and then about two in the morning, all of a sudden, if I look at the computer, there's a bright white spot on my eye, like like a like a a, a, a static uh, static. Uh, like if you're looking at the TV, and it's the static that white, but in like a, the size of a snowflake. So I'm anywhere having- I looked, I would see that. So I wasn't able to use the computer. I started freaking out. Oh, wow. I might have had a stroke. You, I don't know. What if you closed an eye? Did you try closing an eye? Anything like that? Like, did you notice it, if that made it better? I only noticed it when I was, like, looking at the computer. Melatonin. Melatonin. Yeah. Melatonin. Yeah, melatonin. Uh, I was no, at, I was, I couldn't I'm sleep not- once at Burning Man, and some hippie gave me a catnip pill, and that knocked me out. So I think it's melatonin, but if you want like a natural, a more natural approach, uh, you know, a, a herbal approach, catnip. you got to go with catnip. Okay. Okay. I like that route. I'd take it. Um, I'm not an eye doctor. I don't know if you know this, but could you feel it on your eye? Like, was it on your eye or was it just where you were looking like that? It was just where I was looking. I didn't feel it. It was, it was like there. It was uh, ever present. And, uh, wow. I turned off some lights, you know, some of the some of the stage lights that were on me, and mm-hmm. uh, I turned off the neon light that that's next to me. It's like a pride sign uh, in the window, so I turned that off, and I t- so I turned off the light, so I, I was able to rest. I think I, my eye was just tired. I don't know. It was it was bad though. Like that never happened in my life. That could uh, be it. Like when you were not sleeping, were you doing a lot of screen time too? Like you could have been doing yeah, maybe more probably usual, you know. <laughs> Cause you're Probably. awake. I don't know. Uh, no idea. I find that interesting to think about like eyes like that. Um, talking with my mom, like she says that she can now kind of tell, like she can still kind of tell if it's light outside or if it's dark outside, but not completely. Yeah. And then when she lost her eyesight, like it just started closing in like this, like soon, soon she was just looking through a, a, a straw is right. describe it for a while. Eyes, man. They are something else. They are very complex. Those those eyes. They certainly are. Um, So Scott Hall was born October 20th, 1958 in St. Mary's County, Maryland. He was an army brat. He moved once a year before he was 15. That's right. Yeah. He attended high school in Munich, West Germany. His wrestling career included stops with the NWA from 84 to 85, the AWA from 85 to 89. Minneapolis. uh, WWF in 1987, he did a house show. And then in 90, he received a tryout uh, in Fort Myers, Florida, where he was defeated by Paul Roma, but wasn't signed. So then he was in WCW. I think that's when he was doing the Diamond Stud thing, 91, 92. And then uh, 
92-93 is when he debuted as Razor Ramon. The bad guy. Yeah. Say hello to my little friend. Um, the, the picture of him holding the belt after defeating Shawn Michaels for the, the, inter, inter, uh, the Intercontinental title. Hey, pal, your excuses are your own. Michaels had left the champion, right? I think so. And then Razor had become the inter interim champion. Was, was that right? Yeah, that sounds right. That's right. There were two champions. That's how the whole thing started. I forgot about the build-up. Right. And then yeah. when Michaels came back, he came back for the belt, right? Right. And then that's when they did the ladder match, which and was probably why, the most probably the most influential match in wrestling in the last, you know, 30 years. Oh, yeah. It, the first time that WWF did a ladder match. And they like they tore the house down with it. They did. I mean, it, I bet it's hard to decide to do a gimmick match like that, right? Well, I, I mean, you nowadays I don't think so, but then, you know, you were you were introducing something that is now part of your universe. And, you know, to this day, of course, the ladder match still exists. I got the new WWE game. I haven't played a ladder match yet, but it's in the game. There are ladder matches. I started as the big boss man, and I'm in NXT right now, feuding with Samoa Joe. Okay. Do you know that that ladder match was the first ever WWE five-star match from Dave Meltzer? Wow. How about that? That's something else. Um, That's not true. They... They had both claimed to be the rightful intercontinental champ. That's what it says. Uh, Craig Williams here uh, on pro wrestling news. news I'm pretty sure Bret Hart versus uh, uh, Roddy Piper at WrestleMania eight was a Feltzer match. Okay. All right. I'll try to look it up here. Maybe, maybe Meltzer wasn't keeping track yet. All right, so Michaels was suspended. Razor Ramon won the vacated Intercontinental title. However, upon his return, HBK still had the original belt and claimed to be the rightful champion, thus spawning the ladder match. Both titles hung above the ring with the winner. The man who climbs the ladder pulls them down, being the rightful Intercontinental champion. Grapple users rate this match a 4.73. This makes it the 14th highest rated match, WWE match on the app. Do you want to hear the match stats? Sure. Strikes were Michaels nine, Razor sixteen. Strike, strike, strike downs. I don't know what what what's a strike? Just getting hit. Yeah. A strike down. Razor was four to zero. Grapples. Sean was four to three. Dives. Sean three to zero. Submission. Nobody. Reversals. Eleven to twelve in Razor's favor. Climb attempts. Four to three in Michael's favor. Uh, Michaels had wet more weapon attacks, 11 to six with more weapon attacks slash fouls. Michaels had one taunt razor had none. One finisher was used and it was Michael's finisher. Michaels used his finisher. Um, Michaels percentages, his match offense was 53 to razors, 47. The reversal rate, his 31% to razors, 30%. Man, this guy is such a mark for Japan. Like it is, it is obscene how 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 much of his stuff is uh his ratings are in Japan. Oh yeah, man. so it looks like that might be true because the Bret Hart doesn't pop up. The first WWF match, um, 
five-star Meltzer match was uh, March 20th, uh, 1994, Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 10. What? So this guy was right. Yeah. And then the second one was Brett versus Owen, 1994, SummerSlam, with me in the second row and Razor Ramon and Walter Payton. Uh, having, was that, having a is that match. where you were? Was that that? Was that yeah. Men on a Mission? Yeah, no. that was Men on a Mission. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Walter, I, I just, uh, retweeted that and Jarrett Payton had tweeted it, uh, a picture of, um, him celebrating with his dad and razor in the ring. Yeah. After that match, the next, the next Meltzer five-star match was, uh, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. This guy was at. So Larcher, you're in the house for how many Meltzer's five stars? Well, there were four. There were four Meltzer five stars in the 90s, and I was at two of them. So one of the key elements to having a five-star match in the WWE in the 90s was having me in attendance. So very, uh, very good stat. We've now learned something, that I am indeed the uh, five-star king. You are. Me and Bret Hart, we have the same amount of five-star matches in the 90s. Yes, absolutely. I give it to you. I absolutely give it to you. Clark, how many five stars have you been at? 0.0. Unless that Jinder Mahal match. Uh, was, yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure when Jinder won the title, that was that might have been six stars. I that mean, was probably a six-star match, yeah. <laughs> Wait, probably... I just remember, uh, you don't like spoilers, and I had like caught it somewhere from a sort. like I, It didn't even seem legit from something that said, Jinder's probably going to take the title tonight when we went to that. And I told you, I told you earlier, I go, I got a feeling like, I think, I think Jinder's going to take it. And then he did. And it was like on the way home, I, I mentioned it again, I go, you heard me. He goes, Oh, did you fucking read that somewhere? But yeah. Yeah. True. True. That's not my only, that's not my only, uh, title. Right. My I think that's your only title there? change. Hmm. I've been at a couple, you know, I, I, I've seen a couple of titles, world titles changes. Actually, I don't think that's true. I think I have very few. I know I saw Macho Man Randy Savage win his second world title. I was there for that. Um, did the did the uh, IWGP change hands? No, no, it was it was defended. It was during uh, Okada's hot streak. So oh, I saw the NWA title. I saw Cody win it. You did see, you saw Cody win it. We were at the first uh match for the world title for the inaugural uh AEW champion. Oh, yeah. So we saw that. We saw Jericho get that. That was great. Um we didn't get to see the champion at all in this year. The first time getting back to all in since the pandemic. Yeah. He was yeah, out so. on eternity leave, but yeah, man. <sighs> What else? I think I'm probably going to try to get lost in some uh, some Razor Ramon stuff. Like, I want to go way, way back. I want to see the debut. I imagine that stuff somewhere on the on the Peacock Net, huh? Yeah, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be surprised if they already have like a package up on the whole thing. Yeah, I would you know? imagine. Like remembering Razor Ramon. Are they keeping up as good with that now? Now that it's on Peacock, probably not. They don't have to anymore. It's like You're right. Right. You know, it used to be about them getting 
subscribers and giving those subscribers cool content so they tell their friends to get more subscribers now they're just an enhancement package as part of an umbrella so it's not it's not as important for them that makes sense man when i said the word umbrella jesse ventura's voice was in my head saying umbrella with a minnesota accent can you can you give it to me like that i can't like you can't like you have to be from minnesota to do a minnesota accent you can't just like it was like umbrella. Um, yes, no, I can't. I, I can't even get close. To it. But it's, per- it's playing in my head right now. Shut up, gorilla. No, I yeah, guess he shut up, gorilla. gorilla. Well, like, it, it, they it, speak in like syllables. Gorilla. Monsoon. He always called him monsoon. Yeah, monsoon. Gino. He called him Gino a lot too. Mm-hmm. Called him by his real name. Oh, he did. Yeah, that's amazing. He'd be like, Gino, look at what's going on here. And he'd always bitch about the referee because the referee was his son. Dude, I loved uh, Ventura and, and Monsoon together. I mean, I know we, we yeah. obviously Heenan and Monsoon, but I thought those two were great. Like, it was fantastic. Je- I, Jesse Ventura's commentary is some of my favorite. I just And it was because of his voice. He just said that, that Minnesota accent I'm always drawn in by. Well, and... I've learned one thing that if I'm ever in a weightlifting competition, I want Jesse Ventura to be my spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's the best spotter you could find. Dino Bravo, rest in peace. Uh, that yeah. was a good behind the match. That's right. Don't do not fuck with the Canadian mafia, my friend. Oh no. No, don't be important cigarettes. Yep. Absolutely, brother. That's the greatest wrestling story of all time. Dino Bravo, the Canadian strongman is importing cigarettes for the Canadian mafia and gets whacked. Like what a, what a ride, man. Is that real? That's real. That that's a shoot. I never, I was always so confused by that man because the, I didn't know, I didn't know what French people were really, you know, and like a French Canadian made no sense to me as a kid. Right. And then he had that weird blonde hair. Like, like, because I'd never, I don't think I'd ever seen anybody with like dark skin because I think he was Italian. Um, well, he's French Canadian, but he had, he had a really dark complexion to him. And then he had that weird bleached blonde hair and he was this big, strong guy. Like, he was just the weirdest looking human being. And I just, as a kid, I was so perplexed by Dino Bravo. Like, it was probably the first time that, like, I knew that, like, French was was big in Canada in in parts of Canada. Like I had no idea that it was the only language spoken in parts of Canada being from Illinois. I had no clue. So no, I was like, no, no idea. This guy speaking French. I mean, they don't teach that. Why don't they, these kids get taught so much of these history books, but they don't explain, you know, French Canadians that this is a group of people that just didn't, you know, they're perplexing to a lot of people. Did we do so, this on the show? Is that when I was looking up encyclopedia Britannica? You, you reminded me of when I was a kid. No, one, one I, night, so. I looked up Encyclopedia Britannica. I don't believe they're still around. Do you remember those? Yeah, of course. Everybody I remembers Patrick's those. house had Encyclopedia Britannica. No, maybe not. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I don't remember it. I feel like somebody had the Encyclopedia Britannica in my neighborhood because I always like. I always wanted it, you know, like I was like, oh, this is all the world's knowledge because kids don't understand today. We didn't have the Internet. No, no. So you if, you wanted, if you wanted, if you wanted, like, if somebody mentioned a snow turtle, you're like, well, what the hell's a snow turtle? You can look in the Encyclopedia Botanica, and if it was in there, you would know something about it. But there's a chance it wasn't in there, and it did exist. 
So, and if you were lucky, there might have been a picture of it. Might right, have. right. Like there was, it wasn't a guarantee for there to be one. I think it might all be online now. That would make sense. I mean, why, why, why would you, you know, kill all those trees to nope. sit on a dusty uh, shelf? And the it was last, always the printed version ended in two thousand and ten. Do you know when the first Encyclopedia Britannica came out? 1947. Wrong century. 1820. No, 1883. 83. Wrong again. Wrong century. Really? 1868. I was about to say that, Clark. Come on, man. (laughs) 1768 that's what i was going with final answer i um uh luke stuckmeyer who hosted the show uh beer money which is where the 83 guy yeah happened he was hosting the beer money and uh 83 that guy's name was clark it was like clark from displays or something mm-hmm. that was that guy's name so you know i i was talking with luke and i was like he, he was mentioning he said 83 and they were talking about beer money and I was like, you know, I've actually met people who, when they hear my name, they come back at me with a quick 83. He's like, are you serious? Like, it's crazy. It's happened. It's really happened. Wow. It's been all. Yeah, but this Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. 18, 1768. That, uh, that really blows my mind. Because I was like, even thinking, when did printing start? You know, when, when was, uh, uh, who's the guy who they made the post the, the signs oh, on the door? Yeah. Martin Luther. When did printing start? I mean, if you want to go back, I mean, you talk about etches of pictures. I mean, that's basically yeah. that's printing, right? I Martin mean, Luther King would he would print the 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 these the scrolls and they he would tape them on church doors, and that's that's, a, that's how they became the Lutherans. Huh. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Luther, the yeah. Lutherans, because the, the Martin Luther King invented the printing press. I think and, Wilson. I think we're getting getting a thing here, guys. Manifest destiny in French trappers as America spread. Trappers remained central, thus Quebec continuously threatening to succeed from Canada to become independent. Okay. Hey, Tim Martin. Martin Luther, ninety-six point thesis. See, I'm right, Clark. This guy Wilson knows what's going on here. Okay. That's how the Lutherans started. They had the printing press. That was the, they had the big propaganda machine at the time. They were the first one. They were like the kids with the 3D printers. This guy, Martin Luther, got the first 3D printer, and he was able to blow people's mind with it, and uh, he was able to spread his message fast, and then that's how you got the Lutherans. A German monk, Luther began the Protestant movement in 1517 by rebelling against the authority of the Catholic Church. He was excommunicated by the Catholic Church in 1521 and went on to found the Churches of the Augsburg Confession, the precursor to the Lutheran Church. Well, now Wilson's saying there's no printing press. He was a Catholic priest. I thought he was a Catholic priest who bought a printing press. He he was the first guy with the Xerox machine. No, 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 no. He um, He was the first one with a teleportation device. So I saw a special on crackers and and how crackers uh, became a thing in American culture. And uh, I've stopped eating potato chips and I've actually, I'm now a cracker guy. 
Oh yeah. You know, I, 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 I like every week, you know, I go to the store and I search for quality crackers, you know, with the different, with the good, you know, the right crack to it, the right, the right seasoning, the perfect punch. The I've perfect seen some What kind of seasoning is on this cracker? Uh, rosemary. Okay. And what is the name of the cracker? These are uh, La Panzanellas, and they're now reseal, now reseal, now resealable. But of course, I just ripped into the package, so I don't. If there was a resealable option, I, I no longer have it. But these are uh, Crow Canani uh, crackers. Hmm. Um, I've. What are they? Um, the um, not Triscuits. What are the other uh, small crackers? Uh, Cheez Its. They have a white cheddar Cheez It with like trussles in them, and I had to pick those up for Lauren recently. Those those are her. That's her jam, if you will. Yeah, I've been down with crackers lately. Good stuff. Lauren's wow. not down with saltines. Like we do soup, she'll do yeah. the club crackers in there. Oh no, I'm yeah. I like a classic saltine. Do you do you ever eat? I had my neighbor, my my godparents when I'd be there. Saltine cracker, peanut butter, white onion, on it. Have have you seen that mix before? No. You ever do peanut butter on crackers? Of course. Pretty good. Pretty good. Do you have a preference over saltines for a soup or um or oysters? Fish, man. That's what you got to put your fish in there. Wait. You call the you call them fish crackers? Well, the cheddar cheese, the fish, man. You know what I'm talking about, the fish. No, what are you talking about? The orange fish, the fish crackers. Oh, the, are, you, are you kidding me? Goldfish? You get yeah, goldfish? You, you throw get, the you goldfish in there. Do you get the Mickey Mouse kind or the princess kind? Like I, I get the classic fish kind. Oh, and I, put them, I throw on. them right in a tomato soup. They swim around in the tomato soup, and they, 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 they're amazing. Man, let me tell Oyster you. crackers are appropriate in chili. You have uh, no sesame seed wants to know when an oyster cracker chili. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oyster cracker in in the chili. The goldfish. That. Yeah. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, our our in-house expert on crackers, Al Larcher. If I ask a 5-minute monologue on crackers? Can I do 5 minutes on I don't think not, so. Probably not right off the top of your head, but if I if you prep for it, could you do a five minute monologue? Absolutely, I could do a five minute monologue on cracker. Sure. Could could you do a cracker wrestling promo next week? Yeah, I, if if you really want a cracking cracker wrestling promo, I will. I mean, I'm not I I'm not saying I want it, but if if the the Twitch folks and the and the Facebook Live folks, if they want it, who who am I to tell them no? Fine, I will give you a cracker promo. You ever put? Wait, they're asking about Swedish fish. No, not Swedish fish. Swedish fish are great. They used to be a penny. You used to go to checkout. You'd have an extra penny. You'd say, keep the penny, and you'd take a fish. Those days are gone. you just get one? Yeah, man. At the dime store as a kid. Like, like the Swedish they used to have, fish was little like Yeah. Little ones, right? the they used ones? to have a big vat of uh, Swedish fish near the cash register. So, like, if you know, if you were getting three cents back, you'd go keep, you keep the, keep the three pennies, and you take three fish. We got to vote for the five-minute wrestling cracker promo right there. Sean's five minutes in. is a long promo. That is. How about a two-minute wrestling? If it's a wrestling two promo, minutes. two minutes. Two five minutes. minute would have been a monologue. I'll give you two minutes. Promo. That's if a, you want a theatric monologue, I could do five minutes. But Right. But a wrestling promo 
on cra- uh, Cracker Wrestling promo. Two yeah. minutes. I'm holding you to it. Like, we are doing this. If we have a show next week, you might have two weeks to do it. Am I talking to the Cracker? Is it going to be like, listen up. You're coming at me awful salty there, saltine. Or is it like, am I in favor of the crackers? Am I managing a cracker? It's your pick. This is either way. You could do. You could prepare two if you want. You could. You could do half of it as to the cracker. The cracker could be your tag team partner, or it's just about crackers. I don't know. I. It all depends. Listen up. If you're tagging with me, Mister Cracker, you better chip in. I mean, it does sound like you could just be talking to white people. Well, I mean, that's, uh, you can interpret it any way you want. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Sean's in on the cracker promo. Wilson used to buy his Swedish fish from the local drug house as a kid. Didn't know why all the adults loved candy so much. Mm-hmm. All had the munchies. Mm-hmm. All of them had the munchies. Man, when I was a kid, like the local drug house, now I look back on it and like, they were just smoking wheat. I'm like what? That's it. No we deal. had we had a guy in the neighborhood, you know, where his dad was the good church guy. Like, uh-huh. you know, we, we, we'd get if you spent the night at his house Saturday night, your ass was going to church with them on uh, on, on Sunday morning, you know, and uh, so would always, you always try to get sick around 7 a.m. on Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd bail as quick as possible. You know, I'd get out there. Now, well, the best was going to church. The best was my, you know, my you're best friend with us. You're coming along. One of, one of my best friends whose father adopted me, you know, when my mom went crazy, was yeah. Jewish. And he'd have to come, too. So it'd be like, oi, hey, you know, what are these? Oh uh, the, That's uh, awesome. Uh, the, the Goyim, you know, the, the, uh, he'd have to go watch the Goyim. So, um, so anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I'm a good kid. Like, I went to Catholic school as a kid. So, like, I knew I know all the steps. I know all the prayers. I know, you know, how to eat the cracker and all that nonsense. But, um, but yeah, yeah. So, I'd have to, I'd have to go, I'd have to go to the church. And uh, anyways, he was always, you know, very much, he, he didn't drink. It was very, like, you know, everything was, uh, uh, you know, very clean cut. Uh, you know, it, it was like uh, the perfect family. Well, years later, you go go back, and next thing you know, you're smoking weed with the guy. So, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yep. And we lost Clark. Well, I was just wondering if we'd find any any razor in this one. Oh, it's possible. Sure. It's Elegante on the, or is that Diesel? Is that Diesel, Diesel or Elegante? It's Diesel, and it says Premium Diesel, and then the picture of Shawn Michaels. Will the champ check out? of heartbreak hotel yeah if heartbreak hotel was rehab there may be a chance the geek and the lunatic jameson returns to interview the mistress of mayhem jameson of course was basically a roadie he was like the office uh gopher remember jameson hang on i bet i see a picture and i immediately yeah i mean he was like seriously, he was just like a guy who would, who hung around, who who, you know, did a lot of odd jobs. He did a lot of odd jobs for you know around around the company, and uh, occasionally the they would throw him on air. He looks like um, a dork. He looks like a nerd from uh, uh, New York. No, I was gonna say from like uh, what do you call it? Um, um, you know, uh, a nerd from uh, that show. Um. Saved by the Bell, like one of those, like the fake nerd, you know. Screech, like really, really cheesed up. 
Yeah, but like Screech's friend who had glasses. You know, that kind of thing. Right. I, I don't I, I don't have much of a memory of this feller. Yeah, it's a good chance you wouldn't remember uh, mm-hmm. Jameson. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. I feel like he played somebody else, too. Yeah, me too. Um, I could probably... I could probably find that really quick here. But yeah, like, again, he was like a roadie mm-hmm. that, that they gave a part to. He managed... Uh, oh, you know what? He's not. I'm thinking of Harvey Wimpleton. You are thinking of Harvey Wimpleton. I am thinking of Harvey Wimpleton. He's the roadie okay. guy. Yep. Jameson. Yep, yep. I don't remember who Jameson was. I remember Jameson. But I don't remember the, who the dude was. And if he did Me anything neither. else. Yeah, neither do I. You know what? We never got connected on... Uh, we never got connected to our podcast line here, but some somebody's trying to give us a call right now. But uh, I was never able to connect it because of our right. technical issues. Well, pop them on. Hang on, let me. I, I've got to go. I've got to go connect. I've got to get in. But uh, yeah, we can keep talking a second. Jameson was a um, Jameson was a comedian who uh, Jameson was a comedian who they went ahead and uh, hired. Oh, to be a, a wrestling manager. Wow. He used to be a sidekick of the Bushwhackers. Important instructions. Press 2. Catch that to start your show now. Since it appears one. you're calling back into a live show, we are reconnecting you now. Great. Your show will go live in five seconds. Well, Four. There we go. Three. We are now. Two. One. And there we are. We are fighting. Yeah. I'm Blog Talk Radio over there for the audio listeners for the podcast. I'm just gonna download the um, I'm gonna download the audio from this video stream and upload that in so that people can get damn it, bro. We're gonna be in the full podcast. Yeah, we we've gone. Uh, we're gonna go over to the Joseph's Finest Meats hotline right now and head on over to the photo from the three one two. Where are you calling from and how are you doing today? Gentlemen, Elijah from Tomball, Texas. How y'all doing? Doing well. That's Tomball, Texas? Yes, sir. Awesome. We're doing well. I appreciate it. The hell's a Tomball, Texas? Where is Tomball, Texas? We're going to find this. It is north of Houston. Do the guy do, have you found a place that has good meatballs down there? No, the Italian food here is not stellar. Of course, the Mexican and Tex-Mex is phenomenal. Oh, sure, sure. And yeah, there sure. is a barbecue place that is so damn good. It woke me up in the middle of the night. I ate about a quarter pound of brisket and I went back to bed. That's wow. how the area code is two eight one. That's correct. And the yeah. population was. 10,753 in the 2010. Okay. Uh, all right. Everyone knows everybody in that town. Like DeKalb? Yeah, something like that. It is, it is blowing up, though. It is, um, yeah, I, I think it was going to be much higher. Uh, so. The climate in this area but, is characterized uh, by hot, humid summers, generally mild to cool winters. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm currently out in my shorts and a t-shirt right now in my back patio hell yes you know what i realized last night is that open pit barbecue sauce tastes exactly like the arby's uh sauce 
Oh, okay. Ooh, that's a good find. That is a good find. Elijah, did you call up to jump in on the cracker conversation or was it something more or less interesting than that? Well, uh, I find it more interesting than that. Uh, although the cracker conversation was entertaining and I appreciate <laughs> that. I wanted to talk some bears with you guys. No, before. All right. Always down to talk bears. How are we feeling, Elijah? That's what first I want to know. All, first of all, let me get the formalities out of the way. Anytime that the bears are playing Dallas or Houston, you guys let me know. You got free room and board, and I'll uh, I'll pick you up from the airport, and uh, I'll drive you all around. So if you want nice. to see Smith in his Houston Texans again, play the Bears. I don't know what year that's going to be. Oh, I'd love you to go see Dallas Stadium, but uh, you just and you can get a ticket to Houston. Consider room and board all and all that uh, taken care of, and I'll give you and I'll show you the best damn barbecue you've ever had. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm going to take you up on that Houston one. Um, this upcoming season, the Bears are playing in Dallas, and um, I have room. I have a buddy that I'm going to go stay with and go to the game, when it, unless it oh, unless it falls on something really important here that I can't go. We, they don't know the date yet, but we know that they're going to play there. And I I got a guy who moved down to Dallas. So well, I will <laughs> stay with Elijah. You could stay with whoever you want, but uh... yeah. but how long of a drive is it from Dallas? We're going to a Texans game. One way. Two hours? Yes, sir. Oh, that's not bad at all. Okay. All right. Okay. No, no, That'll be no, good. No, all not right. For a game. So yeah. now on to these Chicago well, Bears. By all means, sir. You, yeah, please. You can come down. Uh, I'll be more than happy to host you. Uh, do you know anyway. this? Uh, do you know this Terry Black and his barbecue? Who? Terry Black and his barbecue. No, can't say I have. Yeah, yeah. Check out Terry Black's barbecue. Good, good stuff. Mac. What are you talking about, Al? Okay, Gee, I great. don't know. Great. The, the place I went to is uh, it's called uh, Corkscrew Barbecue in Old Town Spring. And so they have a town here that is set up and it's, uh, it's, it's about as western, old western, um, old wild west as it can get. And so they kind of kept it that way. And there's a barbecue place out there where uh, you'll have to wait in line for an hour and a half in the hot sun. Uh, and, and, and once, once you walk up and you want something, they'll scratch some, or they, they, they scratch stuff off the board every day. So wow. you can wake up and I don't think they've ever closed on time. They're, they're always, they always sell out of everything before that. So, um, but yeah, that is, it's awesome. I'm in. Anyways. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. More than happy to host you. Um, but uh, talk to some Devontae Adams. What do you guys think of Ryan Poles' first pickup? I honestly never heard of the guy, but I'm not a big defensive line or Cincinnati Bengal person. Um, kind of want to get your guys' feedback on what the Bears have or haven't been doing uh, and what you guys think about that. Well, I, I talked a little about this earlier. Is, uh, you know, I'm happy with them just kind of playing, uh, playing it slow. Um, you know, they're, they're going to get a lot of cap money back next year. I think next year is when you, you go aggressive in free agency. This year, you just kind of get those pieces you need that make sense, that are of value. And I think that's what the defensive uh, uh, tackle is for us. I think he's a guy who's going to, you know, his price is right. He's good at his job. And he his ceiling may still be discovered. So uh, I'm okay with what they've done so far. Hmm. I, and, and how do we feel about the Khalil Mack trade? <clears throat> Al? Well, I feel like it, 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 it is what it is. 
I don't think he won a trade. I think he, he got a market value for a guy, um, but in the process cleaned up the needed cap space that could allow us to make Justin Fields a superstar by getting him a supporting cast that he's going to need to make that happen. Um, and, and if he succeeds in doing that, then a star quarterback is far more valuable and uh, far more needed for a successful franchise than a star defensive lineman. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with him with the trade happening. I do wish that there would have been a little more compensation, but let's see what happens. Pools needs, he needs, uh, he needs more room. He needs, uh, he needs to establish who his team is. Let's see what happens with that. I do like the fact Elijah that he and his assistant GM are, are both former offensive linemen. So hopefully they'll have a good idea of how to, how to build that up. That's, that's what I'm hoping for the defensive, uh, the lineman pickup from, uh, from Cincy. I hear he's good for the scheme, right? That's what that's what I've seen. So we'll give it a chance. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm excited for what's next in the offseason. What is what have your feelings been on it? Um, lukewarm. I thought the Khalil Mack trade was good. Again, I would have liked a little bit more compensation, but you're looking at the guy in the, the back nine of his career. Um, hasn't really been I think somebody uh, posted he was the he's a, he was the new Julius Peppers. I think Al, you posted that or at least responded to it. Yeah, and, uh, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, it makes me pretty hesitant to to sign or trade somebody in their career. Um, just I don't know unless you have that Super Bowl caliber, they see that uh, coming up. You know, I think that's people at that age. That's their only motivation. And so if they see if they see the not making the playoffs or a team that's not quite there, you know they're going to take their foot off the gas, and that's what I, you know, I, I'm okay with it. We we got to resign Roquan. Um, that is, I think, necessary uh, critical to to building. Um, I would have liked to see a wide receiver, but they all got snatched up by their own team, you know, and, and resigned. The yeah. Devontae Adams piece is going to be very interesting and i would love to see him uh on the bears obviously another interesting prospect is landry off the browns who just got released um so that could be another nice uh pickup as well um yeah and so so i feel okay about polls and what they did um would you would you agree that landry's probably not a uh if the price is right, you get him. But if there if there's a bidding war for him, I don't think he's a, a somebody you have to go aggressively for. Agree. I, I see him as like a low one, high two that can play the slot. If yeah. that makes. Sense. <laughs> I mean that that's where my price is with him. He's probably a, a higher quality two and a lower quality one. He's like in that. B plus A minus kind of cat, probably a B or a B plus. I would get him at, you know, sure. Or Devonta Adams would be uh, amazing. Um, but I'm not holding my breath on that. Uh, I mean, is Adams going to leave now? I, they franchise tagged him, right? Yes. And he said he was going to refuse franchise tag. Oh, um, he- what I saw was a quote again, it was a quote off the internet, so take it for what you will. I didn't see what the source was, but he just said 
you know, he loved 12, but he got paid. And so oh, yeah, uh, he, he, he's pissed because 12 got paid and he, he wanted a little bit of, uh, I guess Aaron Rodgers to take less money so he could have more money. I don't know if that's a direct quote or where that came from, but um, if that is the truth, they, um, you know, I, well, I bet the I bet the Packers would rather keep him on his bench than have the Bears have him. Um, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. He reportedly tells the Packers he won't play under the franchise tag there, according to Yahoo Sports. I wonder. I wonder if that's legit. In a way, that's like I, for the Bears too. I feel like oh. I feel like that's another one of those things. Like I, you know, I kind of expected Rogers to not be a Packer anymore. You know, like saying that Adams won't be there. That's kind of a. Uh, like if he's not going to play, like I don't want to get excited for something that's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? I bet I I bet money uh, Devonte Adams plays for the Green Bay Packers this year. As a Bears fan, I bet you money Agreed. Agreed. that he's going to be playing for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, absolutely. And has a record-breaking season as well. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and just completely destroys the Bears twice. No matter how the season's going outside yeah. of that, that's exactly how that's going to happen. Jesus. Yes, yes. We we've been we this is on our first rodeo. We've been through this. Can I ask but, you guys uh, this? Yeah. What is what happens to Jordan Love? Where does he go? It, isn't it six years now for Aaron Rodgers? Wasn't it an extension of four more years? So isn't it technically six years? I mean, I imagine he wouldn't play the whole thing out. But what what does this mean for Jordan Love? Yeah, I mean, it means he's a uh, a bench warmer. He's he's going to be a hot. He's going to be a hot name soon enough in free agency, and somebody's going to take some chance on him, probably like the Jets. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think, I think think he'll be pushed like uh, Garoppolo, and, oh, this might be the new Garoppolo, and, and somebody will take a chance. And I didn't see anything the few the limited times I saw him play to make me think that he could. But, I mean, he hasn't had the experience. But uh, speaking of backups, who will be starter, uh, Mitch oh. Trubisky wearing the black and gold. How, what do we up <laughs> this? I had a, I had an exchange with a few Steelers fans, and one thing is going to be interesting, right? You know the coach is good, uh, the Steelers coach. Mm-hmm. You know their scheme is pretty solid. They're a run first kind of kind of thing. You know, if Mitch shits the bed, um, it's going to be very telling. <laughs> <laughs> that it wasn't Nagy and it wasn't the Bears and, and our personnel and bad play calling, you know. So I think this is a really very interesting thing. My personal opinion, Trubisky's going to shit the bed, but uh, I think so too. What if he variables the way that we're found on the Bears? What if he doesn't? Like well, I do well, know, like watching him play, like I felt like he, he wasn't quick at, at at making decisions all the time and everything. I felt like he he wasn't as good as, mo- as you know as your great as your great good good and great quarterbacks are at seeing the entire field and seeing plays develop. But what if, what if it works? Well, that, then good for the Steelers, and you know they get, they get a guy at a, at a good value. I when he signed when I saw that on on Twitter, my, I kept trying to think of why I hated Trubisky so much, like what yes. he did wrong, and I couldn't think of it. I just start, came to the conclusion the dude was below average in like every aspect of quarterbacking, and he he, he didn't excel anywhere, and uh, you know he's not going to be a good quarterback for whoever he goes to. So I mean I'm I I put my money on him being a failure in Pittsburgh. Uh, but it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens there. It's it's intriguing to see 
uh, how, how this plays out. I want to present this one to you both because just the other day on the CHGO Bears podcast, Olin Krutz brought up that uh, that he thought that if, if he is in charge of the Bears, there is absolutely no reason to have a conversation. There's no reason to not have a conversation with the Houston Texans about working out a trade. For who? What do you think of that for, for Deshaun Watson? Um, the, the difference is we have Justin Fields, who might end up being a good quarterback. That's Deshaun Watson, who is yeah. a good quarterback. That's interesting. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't, I don't want, I don't want it would depend on the trade. What's that? It would depend on the trade. Are we talking fields in a first? Because I remember what they were asking for him before, which was ludicrous. When do the so bears have a like three one? When do the bears have a first? What about fields and Quinn? For, for Watson? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how trades work. I'm just throwing out just fan fanfare here on this fan fiction you, you know I, I i i kind of agree with i mean you have um you have fields which is an unknown and watson who's kind of a proven commodity how's he been after sitting out for this year or two years i can't imagine him being too bad um i think it'd be a puff 90 puff seconds for a lot of bears fans yep but I mean, uh, what, what's Watson's age at? I don't. I still think he's below thirty, right? I mean, yeah, no, he's young. He's, he's young, young. He's young, young with two years taken off his body of not playing. Um, yeah, I think you. I think you have to. If it was realistic to get him, I, I, I guess you do have to have that conversation. I mean, he's you know, twenty six. He's a no. He's a known Ooh. commodity. Seconds. You'll be able to stay with us here, Elijah, even though they're telling us 60 seconds and whatnot. But yeah, he's okay. tw- he's 26. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I. But now you got to pay. You got to pay him to be a starting NFL quarterback. Well, Justin Fields, you still have on a rookie contract. So, I mean, I the Bears are in a situation where I don't think it makes any sense to 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 have that conversation, and that's where I was trying to find find reasoning for and uh that that would be my take elijah you know in, in, oh, go ahead go ahead go ahead. well i was gonna say i agree with you it's probably best just not to have the conversation but if it's there i think i'm jumping on watch 10 seconds i mean for better or for worse i watch a lot of houston texas games by default they're always on this tv and i'll tell you losing season he's a, he balls out yeah. Uh, winning season falls out. Uh, people are injured. You know, he's playing. Yeah. The dude is a baller. Yep. I mean, um, you're talking about diving to the end zone and everything else. Well, there's nothing to play for. Yeah. Uh, um, and so that's the one thing that I like about him. And plus, he's somewhat more proven than yes. Field. He's I far think, more proven. Bro. I think you can kind of get him on a discount because of all the stuff that's happened. I think he's going to be on his best behavior. Who knows? Time will tell. Um, so I think I would I would make that trade. If you said Fields and Quinn for Watson, I think I would pull that trigger. Wow. I probably would too. Um, but I would want to know the financial aspects of it. Because, again, Watson is going to be extremely expensive. Uh, but it's worth paying for the quarterback. If this was a year ago, 
and it was, you know, three first rounds for Watson, I, I would, I was on board. So, you know, my feeling yeah. has changed yeah. slightly because of fields. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the ceiling is still so unknown on fields, but there is a chance that we, I mean, we didn't see, uh, we saw flashes of, we saw flashes of a ceiling, but we didn't see any consistency towards that ceiling. And uh, I mean, there's still a lot of concerns when you look at, um, you know, pro football focuses breakdown of quarterbacks uh, fields didn't rate so high. And by the way, this guy, the bears got uh, for the defensive line is uh, was ranked. I think 96th out of 110 defensive tackles. And uh, his overall rating was a 50.3. His run defense was a 38.9 out of 100. His pass rush was a 62.3. So this guy wasn't even listed in the in the top listings of uh, free agents. Like he wasn't on the free agency tracking. Um, uh, he that's how low he was considered. So, but he might be a guy that they know something and he fits in. Like you know, like I said, it's he's a, he's a depth guy. And that's what they should be filling right now. But yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Elijah. You know, um, quick question too. Go ahead. I'm sorry, just a, just one quick question about, you guys have mentioned the scheme and the new defensive tackle and all that. I've heard rumors that Eberflus is a 4-3 guy. And we right. really took a lot to make ourselves uh, a 3-4. Um, and so when Matt got traded, I was like, okay, maybe this is, this is the beginning of the four, three, when they picked up that defensive, uh, tackle, is there been any word? Are we switching back to a four, three? Yes. Or is it still a, yeah. uh, no, it's going to be a really? four, three. Okay. Yeah, it absolutely is. A lot of guys like Lance Briggs has been, t- has talked about how Roquan could make it really great. Will linebacker in that he's not really the middle linebacker of a four, three. But he's going to be he'd be a phenomenal there. And there was talk that Mac had he Mac had Pro Bowl seasons with the Raiders in both the three, four and the four, three. I mean, obviously, he, I think he excelled in the three, four. Um, and Quinn also has experience in the four, three as well. So obviously it, there needs to be more changes than that made. But, yeah, it, it is. It's going four, three. Cincinnati's a four, three, maybe. I thought Cincinnati played a three-four, to be honest, but uh, I'm not 100. Uh, so maybe this was a guy who's just in a, in a little bit more puzzling. But I do yeah. believe that there can be players that can play outside of the like you can tell if they're going to be if they're if they can play in the other system as well. You know, it, instead of lining, you know, a linebacker instead of being down, he he's standing. You know, he's standing back as a linebacker. It's a question of speed. It's a question you want more mass. In a three-four, you want a bigger-bodied, you know, interior lineman um, when you're playing the three-four. Where when you're playing the four-three, you want a little more speed and agility from your defensive tackles, um, you know, because there's two of them, so you don't need to, to fill as much space uh, within the gaps. And then your your ends, you want you want a, in the in the three-four, you want a lot more speed. Where in the four-three, you want a you want more uh, depth. You want a little more size. So. Some teams like the Seattle Seahawks, Denver Broncos, and Cincinnati Bengals and Las Vegas Raiders use an alternate 4-3 defense. Uh, yeah. They like to use a big, strong, 280-pound-plus strong side defensive end to stop their run, the run uh, on their base formation. And on passing downs, they kick inside at defensive tackle and insert a pass-run specialist. 
Interesting. Interesting. You know, and um, one last thought about the whole Deshaun thing that came to me is, and I know I preached this to you guys before, is I never get excited about a quarterback's first year. If they're hot, they're hot, right? It's yeah. always me the second year that sink or swim these quarterbacks. You could look at Mitch. Mitch came out really good. League made the adjustments after they got film on him. I felt like he could never readjust back. With Fields, this is going to be the uh, this is going to be the test, I think. Now that they got a lot of film on him, whether they could throw stuff at him or trick him, where I don't think Mitch ever made that switch to uh, uh, to figure that out. While Watson, yeah. he's been in the league for a couple of years now. I mean, the league has already thrown different stuff at him, and he's still excelled. So that's probably another uh, feather in his cap to for me to to get on him, to jump on him. Yeah, I mean, there's no question right now and possibly forever, Watson is the better quarterback. Um, there is a chance that Fields is in the long run a better quarterback. But, I mean, right now there's no question that Watson is far more advanced and and has far better raw talent than, than uh, uh, Fields has shown. Now, Fields was known as a rushing quarterback, and the dude hardly rushed last year. Like, he was very limited in his rushing, which you actually would think from a rookie quarterback he would be less disciplined. Uh, Didn't it seem like they were right. – like, maybe they, they kept him like, – like, that was the way he was being coached? Like, try your yeah. best to stay in the pocket, trying to teach him to, to be more of a passing quarterback in that first year? Yes. Yeah. With the I idea feel- maybe that they'd let him, let him go a little bit in upcoming seasons as he had more experience? I feel like they were clipping his wings a little, and, and I think that hurt him uh, more than helped him. Although maybe in the long run, it actually makes him a better quarterback. But we'll see. But I suspect you're going to see a lot more rushing from him this year. In those first games, too, he was rushing. And I yeah. don't even remember. I can't remember who the who, who was co- color. Co- he was getting lit up. And the, and the I think the color commentator, and that was just like, yo, you got to teach this guy to get down. Like, avoid these hits get your yards get out of bounds or get down because i remember a couple of hits where he's been down and got got racked in um in the head and 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 i think maybe the coaching staff was like you know you might be able to get away with that in college but here you're gonna have a short life shelf life if you keep doing that Mm -hmm. um maybe maybe they elijah i'd like to know um do you have any interest in being a city manager for Tom Ball, Texas, because that position's been vacant since March of 2021. I, wow. No, no. Clark, are you offering the man the job? I don't think you have the authority to offer the job up. I think you can, you can have the job. If you'd like the job, it's yours. Um, What do you think of mayor Gretchen Fagan? Hey now. Um, the fact that they built a brand new uh, elementary school, a brand new junior high, uh, a $2 million or $3 million uh, stadium for the high school to play in. Uh, it's called Grand Oaks, Ele- uh, Grand Oaks Elementary. You can see it. You got to see the stadium, man. It would put our high school football. To sh- I mean, you're looking at uh, College of DuPage and even have a nice stadium. Benedictine, which I my alma mater and I played one season at, not to brag. Mm. Uh, it's a better stadium than that. Wow. Um, and uh, and you got to see this thing. It, it is all of two or $3 million, but yet. That's amazing. They're asking the, they're asking all the kids to sell this crap 
to uh, fund a playground for the elementary kids. So right. I don't like $3 right. million, but now you're hitting up parents for 60000 for a couple of swings and some monkey bars. I think that's Did, a little but Do you at uh, least get a cheap chocolate bar out of the deal? Yeah, is it cho- is yeah, it I mean, is course, it the school fundraiser chocolate bars? I'm sorry. I said it's the school fundraiser chocolate chocolate bars. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Well, yeah. They they had that, and they had a few other things too. But it was all for think of the children, and this is for them, and 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 they're and then you're you're pulling in. You see a two million dollar stadium that didn't go used for a year or two because of COVID. I mean, if you could pull up that stadium, Clark, it's uh. It is it's gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. But, you know, it's, uh, their, their priorities are, are different down here, and, and I get it. It's, it's a different world. It really is, and it's a fun world. But um, Is it the ISD Stadium and Tomball Event Center? That sounds right. I know if you, I know if you Google map uh, Grand Oaks uh, Elementary School, you might, you might see it. I don't know if it's an out-of-date satellite. Wow. Um, image, but I mean, the thing is, I mean, it would hold at least 20,000, at least 20,000. Oh, wow. Hang on. You, you, you want it, pal. You, you want, you want this pal. Hang on. I got you. This is when sad. I, when I was a kid, they sent us home with a box of those chocolates to, uh, to sell for some kind of fundraiser. And, uh, I had some buddies spending the night. You know, uh, it was like a Friday night. I got the box, and we sat there and we ate every one of those bars. Hey, I got into so much trouble uh, because my, my, you know, we were poor. We could, my, my mom couldn't afford to pay, you know, the the money that was owed for the chocolate bars. So there was a whole, there was a whole big thing. Oh, look at that! Beautiful high school football. And while it may be a little overdue, just is this the one? Tell our Jason. Oh Miles, yeah, I'm ball, baby. What's that? I'm on the phone. And, oh, you're on the uh, phone. Tomball ISD Stadium. I don't know. It says brand new. It's it, Clark. I mean, come on. Oh yeah. Hang on. Oh, we'll see it. Kenya McDaniel tested the audio in this new stadium. It looks amazing, my friend. Wow. Yeah, that's a stadium. That's but you know, you could have you could you could have left off a eighty grand from something, maybe to not get the get the nicest turf or something and, and, and spring for the elementary kids to have some swing sets and monkey bars and not they don't need them. I'm a little listen. These swing sets and the, these monkey bars, they do nothing but cause kids yeah, to get oh, broken oh, arms oh, and oh, get oh, lawsuits you, and get lawsuits. Time, Meanwhile, this stadium is bringing hey, in revenue. Hey, next time you're over here, next time you're over here, you tell that to Hazel. You, I you will. talk all your ice cream shit. And, and I am going to explain to Lefty Lawrence and uh, Junior what's up. You tell her she can't do any any monkey bars and it's done. You're out of here, pal. Monkey bars, put them in the backyard. She's got a pool. How much does this kid need? Budgeted for $48.5 million, this stadium. Really? This is $48.5 million. 10,000 seats. That pisses me off even more. Holy (laughs) shit. Yeah, just scrape a little change off that. Mike can go to his Dallas buddy and all that. Uh, you know, Al, you and I will go down. 
we'll go see a football game in that oh, stadium. Uh, and we'll see what, what it's like to see a freshman high school team playing in a $50 million oh stadium. God. Hell yeah. I, I'm, I'm in. I'm, now I'm sold. Before, were, like, listen, I've been to Jerry World. I've been, to, I've seen the, the uh, stadium in Dallas. It's not even in Dallas. Let's be, let's be honest here. Uh, the, the stadium in Arlington. And uh, I was not impressed whatsoever. The Rosemont Horizon is really? a better building than the wow. Dallas Stadium. Wow, not impressed. Not Jeez. impressed. Too Come big. On. The sun was shining in. There were beams of light shining mm-hmm. in. It was obnoxious. The whole thing. The, the giant screen. Who needs a TV that big? You know what? Just... Get me closer to the field. That's what oh. I need. That, that sun shining in is just God smiling on the Cowboys there. There you oh, go. Geez, of course. Yeah. America's team. Uh, I got to tell you, it sounds like a nice place to raise a family because in 2019, the Texas Education Agency released um, accountability ratings for school districts across the state. And Tomball ISD earned an overall 8A a rating. They got an A rating. 92 out of 100 points. Head on down to Tomball. Raise your kids and watch freshman football. I don't regret moving out of Illinois as much as I love Chicago and miss it. Amen. I got the Marconi, uh, Jardiner, Amazon delivered. So I'm good on that. Nice. The here stuff. Yeah. The barbecue makes up more than makes up for it. Sure. And you know, Marco- you know what Marconi invented, right? What Marconi? No. Invent? The radio, man. No kidding. That Marconi. Yeah, I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the hot pepper guy, but the Marconi family invented radio. Okay. 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 Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well, well, gentlemen, it was a, a pleasure to speak with you. Um, uh, always love talking to you as always. Again, um, anytime there's a cheap flight to Houston, feel free to to give me a call up, and uh, I'll be more than happy to set you guys up, and we'll, I'll, I'll feed you good here. Elijah, sounds good, brother. Yep, sounds great. Always good to hear from you. Take All it right, easy, boys. brother. Adios. Have a good night. That was our good buddy Elijah on the Joseph's Finest Meats hotline. Well, you can't find Joseph's Finest Meats in a town no. hall, Texas. Not at all. You got to go to Chicago. You got to go to Addison. And you, Addison's the street, not the, the town. And you need to go check out Joseph's Finest Meats. Now, to, to full go full circle, uh, the Britannica.com says uh, Guglielmo Marconi, an Italian inventor, transmitted the first radio signals. He's considered the inventor of radio. He transmitted as well as got the first signal in what year, Clark? 83. 1883. Close. No? Not 1895. Damn. My so when he was two, he was he was jamming out to uh, the Jonas Brothers on the radio. Yep, he passed in two thousand one. That's three centuries, my friend. And he saw he saw not one but two Cubs World Series. There you go. Well, good for Grandpa. And nine Chicago Bears NFL championships. Boom, nine. Yeah, he remembers when they before the yeah the fake championships before the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, um, brother, I'm gonna need to to call it here. All right, quick as uh, I I've got to try to get to see I, the kids. Hopefully, they're asleep. Vera is usually a spitfire and uh, is awake still. 
Hazel. Unless unless that jazzed him up. But uh, great to talk to you. I'm glad we finally got on and working. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, you have a you have a good one. Hopefully, we'll talk to you in Arizona. Yeah. Hopefully for next Tuesday. I gotta I gotta see if it's being disrespectful for the family and whatnot. I don't know. I don't know. Holy cow! I'm gonna bring the stuff. Have a good night, buddy. I appreciate it, Al. Thank you. That You're was very welcome. kind. Thank you. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. And the Chicago Cubs.